Welcome to the Lifehouse Message Podcast. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to this so that you can get all the latest messages. We hope that you are inspired, empowered, and encouraged by the message today. Let's enjoy. Hey everyone, Adrian here from Lifehouse Church in Tokyo. And man, it's such a joy to be able to share the Word of God with you today. And I know that some of you may have heard this story before, um, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Um, so uh, earlier this year, in, it was during the cherry blossom time, the beautiful springtime here in Japan. And a group of us were going to Yoyogi Park. It's a beautiful park here in Tokyo. We're going to go for a picnic. And a, a whole group of us were there. It was a beautiful day. And we were playing this game. I really can't remember what it was called. And we're, uh, you kind of like hit this ball to each other. And I remember we were just playing and then the ball came to the one side here and and I kind of swung my hand and and it was kind of in that moment, there was like a a slow motion moment. As I swung my hand, I felt my wedding ring just leave my finger and slowly fly off into the distance. And and I remember going like, no. And and in that moment, my heart sank. And the reason it did that, because my wedding ring is so valuable to me. I've been married now for 15 years and Man, I love marriage and this signifies my relationship, my, my commitment to my wife. It's so special to me and it's my third wedding ring. I've lost two already so I need to make sure I don't lose this one. But I just remember that moment of losing my wedding ring. I was so, I was like so upset and I was like, so I just stopped everyone that was playing. I was like, dudes, I just lost my wedding ring and everyone started like um, searching in the grass for my wedding ring and eventually everyone that was at the picnic was in the search and we were searching for about half an hour everyone just walking around we must look like the craziest weirdest crew everyone just walking around like uh, like digging in the sand like digging in the grass everyone else having a picnic must have been thinking what are these people doing but i remember that moment where one of the guys he finally found it and he, he said i found it and i remember the joy and the celebration in my heart when he came and he gave me the ring and I gave it to my wife and I made her get down on one, one knee and she proposed to me. It was a beautiful moment. We even have photographs of it. And, but it was, it was for me, it was something of a joyful moment where something of great value was lost and we searched for it and it was found. There's something of great value was found and it was a great joy, a moment of great joy and celebration. And I'm, I'm sure that you have a story in your life. Uh, maybe you can think back to a moment where you lost something of great joy and think about that moment right now. What is it that you lost? or and, and what did you do? I'm sure you searched for it. You got as many people as you could to join the search until you found it. But that moment, remember that moment, how good it felt when you finally found it. And and Jesus uh, tells a story, three stories in the Bible of, of something of great value that is lost. And he talks about this great search and the great celebration that happens when uh, this, that which was lost is found. It's, you can find this story in Luke chapter 15. It's the story of the lost sheep, the story of the lost coin and the lost son. And so he, first Jesus tells a story of this lost sheep. So basically, there's the shepherd, and he's got a hundred sheep, and he's looking after them. They're just having a beautiful day. They're on the green, uh, the rolling green hills, and the shepherd realizes, man, there's one of my sheep is missing. He counts them, and he counts them again. He says, man, there's 99 sheep here. I'm missing one sheep, and he makes sure the 99 are safe, and he goes out on the search, man. He's looking. He's going into the rivers. He's climbing up the mountains. He's on this great search, and finally... 
the shepherd, he looks over and he sees his lost sheep. And with joy in his heart, he runs over. He picks up the sheep. He puts it over his shoulders and he runs home. And when he gets home, he calls all his friends together. He's like, hey, guys, you need to come. We need to celebrate, man. We need to throw a party. This sheep that was lost, the one that I love so much was lost. And I found the sheep and there's this great big party this celebration so that's one of the stories Jesus tell but Jesus really really wants us to get it so he's like let me throw in a second story so he tells the story of a woman who she has these 10 coins and they were very precious to her they probably uh, she would have worn them on her head like a these 10 coins on her head and one of them fell off and it got lost in her house and man this was this was so precious to her and she went she basically turns her house upside down in search of this coin and finally she finds this coin in the bottom corner of her house and she finally finds this coin and she runs out of her house and she calls all of her neighbors and says man we need a party tonight we need to celebrate because i found the coin that was lost and and jesus jesus this is so important to jesus that he throws in a third story and he tells a story about a son this father has two sons, this, this very wealthy father. He's got two sons and he, his youngest son comes to his father and he says, Father, I, I'll give me my inheritance, which would have been a slap in the father's face. Basically, the son is already saying, Dad, I wish you were dead. I just need your money right now. And so the father, being gracious and generous, gives his youngest son his, his inheritance. And so the son takes his money and he's offered, says he goes to this distant country and he, he loses all of his money, man, over a few months, over maybe it could have been a year. He's just partying, he's living the, the high life and he's, he's, he's sleeping with prostitutes and he's getting drunk every night and he's just throwing party and eventually he runs out of money. And at the same time, a famine hits the land and he, 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 he gets a job feeding pigs and he, he comes, there's a moment where he, he comes to his senses and he's like, man, what am I doing? Like my dad is so good. Even if I, if I just go home and I, I, I'm not even expecting to become a son again. I just, even if I can just be a servant to my dad's house, I'll go back. And he, he goes back to his father. And the whole time his father's been waiting for him. Every day his father gets, he stands and he looks. He's looking into the distance. Is my son coming home today? His father's got an expectant heart. And the day comes, his son comes. The father runs up, man. He runs, throws his arms around him. And he, he kisses his son and he, puts a, a, a robe on him and he says he gets his all his servants man we need to throw a party the son of mine who was lost is now found and it's a big party and so these are three really powerful stories from Jesus a lost sheep a lost coin a lost son and every single one of them there's this something of great value that is lost and and because of this thing of great value there's this great search that happens and then there's a great celebration when these things are found and the question is why did jesus tell the story because jesus wasn't just trying to entertain people with these stories he was trying to connect with hearts he was trying to get a truth an important truth into the hearts of people and so jesus was actually telling the story to a group of religious leaders of the day and so he was actually he was having a meal with them he was sitting down and um, and many of these religious leaders, they, they were very impressed with Jesus' teaching, but they did not relate to the way he lived his life. They, they didn't quite connect with Jesus in the way that he lived his life. And Luke chapter 15, verse 1 and 2, it says, The tax collectors and notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. 
This made the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. Okay, so the way that Jesus lived his life, man, he was teaching and he would welcome anybody, man. Like he, anyone could come and hang out with Jesus and he would even go and eat with them. And in Jewish culture, like many cultures, when you eat with someone, you really show that you, you value them. You really show that you welcome them into your life, that you see them as a valuable person. You're not just sharing food together. You are sharing friendship. You are sharing life together. And Jesus was known as someone who would eat with these tax collectors. Tax collectors were like the most greedy people. They were the, the, the people that had turned against their own nation and were working for the Romans and, and taxing the, the Jewish people. And so the religious leaders hated tax collectors. They saw them as traitors. And yet Jesus used to hang out with them. There's even this great story about how Jesus is eating with Matthew, who's one of his close disciples. But before he was a close disciple of Jesus, he was a tax collector. And Jesus shows him mercy. Jesus shows him grace. Jesus brings Matthew into his life and says, I have a greater vision and plan for your life, Matthew. And Matthew experiences that grace and he's turned around and He's so excited that he calls, out, he calls all his other tax collector friends and they have a party with Jesus. And this makes the religious leaders furious. And there's another story in, in, in Luke where Jesus is at a, a Pharisee's house again. And this woman who is most likely a prostitute comes in and she, she comes to the feet of Jesus and she puts perfume on his feet and he, she's washing his feet. And the, the tax collectors get furious at Jesus and, and and here's the thing is Jesus is telling these religious leaders the story because he's trying to get into their heart he's trying to show them what is valuable to God what is valuable to God and because for them they valued tradition they valued law they valued keeping the rules they valued status in the community that's what was important to them but Jesus is saying guys you've missed it I want to show you what's truly important to God and it's people it's lost people. That's what's truly important to God. And, and we're in this series as a church called Closer to Honor where we, we want to discover what is important to God because that's what honor is. Honor is something, uh, something that you place value on. When you honor someone, when you honor something, you place value on them. And so we want to say what is valuable to God because as His followers, man, as those that want to follow Jesus, we want to ask the question, what is valuable to Jesus? Because we want to align our lives with what's valuable to Jesus. And so from these three stories, we find out what is valuable to Jesus. It's not tradition. It's not even though tradition, there's nothing wrong with tradition. There's nothing wrong with these things. But the most valuable thing to Jesus is lost people. People that do not yet know God. People that have not yet experienced the healing touch of Jesus. Those that have not yet experienced His forgiveness. Have not experienced the hope that comes from knowing that, man, I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus. And that's what's important to Jesus. And that's why He tells these stories, man. Because these religious leaders had got it wrong. And Jesus is trying to help them see. Trying to help them see what's important to God. And so I want to... I'm going to look at one of these stories in a little bit more detail together to really pull out what is, in, what is valuable to God. So we're going to look at the, the story of the lost sheep in a little bit more detail in Luke chapter 15, verse 3 to 7. So this is just after, this is Jesus responding now to the, the grumbling, the complaining of the religious leaders. Verse 3, 
uh, Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? He leaves them with a question. Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness to go, go out to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. <laughs> what a powerful story that Jesus tells you. And so the first thing we, we learn from the story is something of great value is lost. And so the question I want to really engage with you right now is what, what is, how does God view the lost? How does God view those that have strayed away from Him? How does God view those that do not know Him? God views them as valuable God views you and me as valuable. And we see that in the shepherd, man. He looks, he's not like, oh man, I've got 99 others. What, what one sheep. Man, I'm sure the wolves can get him. It's okay. I've got this. No, he, he, he's like, man, this is so valuable to, valuable to me. I'm going to search for the sheep until I have found it. And this is how God feels about us, man. This is how God feels about your work colleagues that do not know him. This is how God feels about your family members that do not know him yet this is how God feels about your friends that do not know him he he's searching out for them he wants he wants to bring them in so that they can experience his forgiveness his grace and maybe you are listening to this message today and you feel like a lost sheep you feel disconnected from God and I want you to know today that God is searching out for you this message is God is using this message as a good shepherd to come and find you and today I'm going to give you an opportunity in a moment just to make that decision if you want to come back to God today. And so we see that there's something of great value that was lost. So the question is, what determines value? So recently I've been, I, I sold two pairs of shoes on a website here in Japan called Merikari. So it's like an online place. You kind of put, put your, take photos of your shoes and you put some cool description about them. And then there's a point where you have to set a value. Like how much are you going to sell these shoes for? And you can, you can, you can put whatever value you want. I can be like, yo, I want to sell these shoes for 1 million yen. And, but that, I, can, I can set that price. But the reality is nobody's willing to pay that. So the true value of my shoe is really about what is someone willing to pay for this shoe? Okay, that, that, that's really the value of these shoes. You can, you can be like whatever you want, but actually the true value is how much is someone willing to pay for this item. So with that thinking, what is the value of people? What, are, what, is, what is your value? What is my value? How does God see you and I? And I love this scripture in, in Romans 8, verse, uh, Romans 5, sorry, Romans 5, verse 8. It says, but God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. So the question is, how valuable are we to God? How much is God willing to pay for you and willing to pay for me? And the answer is, God is willing to give His very own life for you and me. This is how much Jesus, our good shepherd, values you. This is how much He was willing to, this is how much He has gone through so that you and I could be saved. 
this is the value of people. This is, this is how valuable your friends are to God. This is how valuable your family members that, that do not know God, even the, val- even the family members that are rejecting God, this is how valuable they are to God, that God loves them so much that He was willing to die for them. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure you've figured out right by now that Jesus isn't talking about sheep. <laughs> okay, this is not a story about sheep. This is a story about people. This is a story about those that have strayed away. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, but I'm not lost. I know where I am in. I'm in Tokyo. I've got Google, Google Maps. I'm, I know what's going on. But what Jesus is talking about, not people who are physically lost, but people who are spiritually lost, people who have been separated from God. Isaiah uh, 53 verse 6 says, all of us, that's you, me, everyone, all of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him, Jesus, all uh, uh, laid on him the sins of us all. And so this scripture teaches us that every single one of us have strayed away from God. So you and I, it says, when God created you, when God created me, it says, it is very good. So you are a good creation, okay? You were created good, and you were created in the image of God. You were created as a masterpiece by God. Yet, because of our own sin, because of the own, our own mistakes, because of us going, wanting to go our own way, our sin has separated us from God. And now we are separated from God, and we are like sheep that have strayed away. But here's the thing is no good works, no matter how hard you try and no matter how good you are as a person, no matter how many people you like and how many people you help and serve, there is no way that you and I can get back to God in our own strength. That's why God had to come to us. That's why the sheep, didn't, the sheep couldn't find its way back to the shepherd. The shepherd had to come and search for the sheep. And this is the story of Jesus and His, his grace and his, 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 his rescue plan for you and me is Jesus coming and searching for us. And this is the good news that we celebrate here today. And so this, the second thing that we learn from this story is that because something of great value was lost, God launched a great rescue plan. God, God made sure that there was a great search. The shepherd went out and searched. The father was waiting for his son. The, the woman went and looked for that coin. There's a great search. There's, an, there's a plan in place to bring about a rescue. And this is, the, this is the mission of Jesus. Jesus said of himself in Luke 19 verse 10, The Son of Man, talking about himself, came to seek and save those who were lost. Jesus said, this is my mission. I've come to seek and save the lost. And recently we've been in this, uh, last month we were in this great series as a church about closer to eternity. And, and Pastor Tuske preached an amazing message. And I love the illustration that he used. He said that all of humanity, all of us are on the ship uh, like uh, sheep straying away, we're on the sinking ship that is, that is going away from God. And because God loved us so much, because God wanted you and me to be restored into a relationship with us, He sends Jesus on this rescue boat. So Jesus comes with this rescue boat because we couldn't find our way back to God. God came to us. This is the beautiful story about God. It's not about us trying to get to God. It's God came down to us through Jesus. And Jesus is on this rescue boat and he stretches out and he, he calls out to us. He says, 
I, I will forgive you. I will heal you. I want to give you eternal life. And he stretches out his hand. He says, whoever believes in me can hold on to my hand. I'll bring them onto the rescue boat. And so anyone who's believed in Jesus, if you are a believer in Jesus, you are brought out of that sinking boat and you're brought into the rescue boat. It's called you being pulled out of darkness and brought into the light of Jesus. But I also love what Tuske said. He said that now that you're on the boat, it's not like, woo! I made it to the boat. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to go get my cocktail. I'm going to go sit at the pool and you carry on rescuing people. No, it's like, Jesus, thank you that you rescued me. Thank you that you've forgiven me. What can I do? What can I do? Maybe, can I go help those people? Can I go help those people and put a towel around them? Can I go help feed those people? Can I stretch out my hand yeah, to save people? And this is what I, I want to call us to today is um, that we get to now join this great rescue mission of Jesus. So after Jesus died on the cross and he rose again, he, he comes to his disciples who are a little bit like shaken by everything that happens. And Jesus in his resurrected body, he appears to his disciples in John chapter 20, verse 21. And Jesus repeated his greeting, peace to you. And he told them, just as the Father has sent me, I am now sending you. Then taking a deep breath, he, uh, taking a deep breath, he blew on them and he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. I send you to preach the forgiveness of sins and people's sins will be forgiven. But if you don't proclaim forgiveness of their sins, they will remain guilty. Wow. What a statement by Jesus. So he, he says, just like I've come on a rescue mission, I'm now sending you on this great rescue mission. Uh, and this is the beautiful vision of Jesus. He came as one person on this rescue mission. He rescued a bunch of people. Now he says, I'm sending all of you out. And now we all go on this rescue mission. There are churches right around the world. Every single local church is a rescue boat out there in that city, uh, whichever city you are in, maybe you're in Seoul, maybe you're in Hong Kong, maybe you're in Bali, maybe you're in one of the great cities of Japan. God has put us as a local church to be a rescue boat so that we can be continue this great search of Jesus to seek and save the lost. And the third thing I love about this story is that there is a great celebration, man. I love it. The, the shepherd comes home. The woman gathers her friends. The, the, the father calls all of his servants. He says, Matt, we need a party. I love what the father says in Luke 15, verse 24. He says, for my beloved son was once dead, but now he is alive. He was once lost, but he is now found. And everyone celebrated with overflowing joy. Come on. That's why we are a church of joy because we are a church that is celebrating life change. We are celebrating Jesus rescuing people today. And man, I love being a part of this rescue boat. So what is important to Jesus? What is valuable to Jesus? And who is valuable to Jesus? The lost, those that do not know Him are so valuable to Him. So how do we respond today? I want to give you an opportunity today. Maybe you do not yet know Jesus. And and man, I want to let you know that God loves you so much. And in a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray. I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus. You may not, not yet know Him. You may feel like that lost sheep. You may feel like you've 
man, I'm lost. I'm, I, I'm lost in this world, man. I, I don't have vision. I, I feel disconnected from God. That may be you today. And I want to say to you, man, if that's you, God is going to use this message today to be like that shepherd that comes and finds you and you can make a decision to follow Jesus. In a moment, I'm going to give you that opportunity. But I want to, just for a moment, I want to talk to you who are believers in Jesus. If you are a follower of Jesus, I want to speak to you for a moment. And I want to say, now that you're on the rescue boat, you can join the mission. Man, the people around you, your friends, your work colleagues, your family members that do not know God, they are so valuable to God. And you are the person that God has put in their life to be that hand that stretches out to them to, to bring them in, to, to help rescue them and bring them onto the rescue boat. So I want to give you three things that you can do in this next season. Three things that you can do to be a part of this rescue mission of Jesus. Number one, you can pray. Man, every one of us, keep praying for those people. I know that if I think back to my story, um, my parents prayed for me. Even though they took me to church, I know they were praying for me. And I had, I had friends praying for me. And keep praying. Keep praying that God would save them. Keep praying that, they would, that they would open, their eyes would be open to see God's love for them. Keep praying for the people in your life, the people in your world. Number two is keep sharing your story. Keep sharing about what God has done in your life. Keep telling them about the good things that God has done in your life. And if I think back to my own story, man, I grew up in a Christian home. I, I heard all the things about Jesus. And even as a teenager, if I think back now to my life as a teenager, I knew Jesus. I knew about Jesus, but I, I don't feel like I, I knew Jesus. I didn't have a, a good relationship with Him. I didn't have a life-giving relationship with Jesus. I had known a lot about Him because I grew up in the church. That's what I knew. But I didn't really truly know Him. But I had a friend who who had a, a, a real vibrant relationship with Jesus. And he started telling me about his story and what Jesus was doing in his life. And, and something of his story really got me interested. Man, I want to know more about Jesus. And, and the next thing he did was he invited me to church. Um, he, he went to a, a different church and he invited me and he said, Hey, hey we've got a Sunday night. It's like a young people uh, church meeting. Do you want to come? So I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Because I was really interested because of what he had told me. He shared his story and he invited me. And that night um, at the end of the message, the preacher had preached his message and he looked at me and he just basically pointed me out in the crowd felt a little bit awkward in the moment but i'm so grateful he did and he just looked at me and he said young man god loves you he's got a great plan and purpose for your life and i, I just remember that moment to this very day that in that moment everything i had learned up until that point about jesus became real boom i was experiencing his love i just remember weeping and being overwhelmed at god's love for me and his kindness and i felt like this fire burning inside of me and so and what had happened a friend prayed for me a friend shared his story with me and a friend invited me to church so i want to i want to encourage you to do these things number one keep praying for your friends keep praying for your work colleagues keep praying for your family members secondly look for opportunities ask god to give you opportunities to share your story man if just say hey man i just want to tell you what god's done in my life you don't have to explain the whole gospel to them just tell them what god's done in your life and thirdly invite them to church we are about to enter into december man and the christmas season is the 
easiest time to invite people to church. We're going to have in all of our different campuses, there's going to be great Christmas services. They're going to, there's going to be different things for kids and for youth and different opportunities in every different campus. So really start praying, thinking about the very people that you can invite. This is a great season for us to just say, God, I've got all these wonderful, valuable people in my life that don't know you. How can I help them? How can I pray for them? How can I invite them? What can I do to help them to come to church so that they can hear the good news about Jesus? And so I want to encourage you, come on church. Let's, be, let's join the rescue mission over this Christmas season as we invite people and really value what va- God values. And God values the lost. He values those people in your life that do not know Him. So I would love to take this moment to pray for you right now. I want to pray that 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 God would lead you God would give you wisdom God would give you boldness of this next season to to pray for your friends to invite your friends I want to pray for opportunities for you to share your story and so if if you really wanting this I, I ask that you would open up your heart and just pray with me right now let's pray and ask God for this so let's pray Jesus thank you that that you came and rescued us we're so grateful now that we're on the boat we say Jesus show us what we can do we want to we want to pray for our friends right now God we pray for every one of the valuable friends or family members or work colleagues or, uh, or other, other students in our universities that do not yet know you God we pray for them we pray that God you would save them God that you would open up their eyes to see your goodness your love your kindness Lord we ask for you to do that in their lives God I ask that you give us opportunities to share our stories Lord give us help us to to know how to share our stories and give us the courage to share them Lord because it can be scary sometimes and help us to do that Lord and, and and show us who we can invite over this Christmas season Lord I ask this in Jesus name amen amen awesome so as I mentioned earlier maybe you relate to that lost sheep and 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 you do not yet know Jesus maybe you've never made a decision to follow him and there's something in you that right that right now you say man I I want God in my life and and I want to encourage you that what Jesus offers you today is amazing the moment you put your faith in him the moment you say I believe in you Jesus I want to follow you what you will experience is the forgiveness of God you're going to experience the the forgiveness the weight of and the shame and the the heaviness of all of your past God can lift that off in a moment and and just fill you with with his sense of his love and his acceptance but he's also gonna fill you with vision for your life man you can get a purpose for your life like I mentioned when someone spoke to me they said God loves you and he's got a great plan and purpose for your life and God has one for you and he can he wants to speak to you about that and he's gonna give you this great hope for an eternal future so if that is you I wanna I would love the opportunity to pray for you I'm gonna count to three and I want you to make a decision in your heart um, if that's you so one two three if that's you right now I love to pray for you awesome I'm going to pray for every one of you who've made that decision. God, thank you for these wonderful people. I pray that you would forgive them, that you'd fill them with your love, and you just uh, overwhelm them, God, with your grace and your kindness right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. We are celebrating with you if you made that decision. And thank you so much for listening today. I hope you were inspired and excited to be a part of the rescue mission of Jesus. Awesome. Have a great rest of your week. 
Thanks for listening today. We hope that God was able to speak to you through the message. If you consider Lifehouse your church home, or if you were blessed by these messages, then why not consider generously supporting us? Simply go to mylifehouse.com give and find the giving way that works best for you. Have a blessed day and we'll catch you all next time.